good to me. Live from the Twin Cities, we are the Daves you know. This is the Daves I know. You want me to be that type of dude, and I want to be who you like me to, but we both know I can't do nothing at all. Alright, and welcome to, what is this, episode 302 of our stupid fucking yes, podcast? Uh, the Dave's I Know, episode 302. Uh, this is the recap of the season. Well, now we're not going to recap the entire season edition. We no, can't no. relive all yeah, the well, we will get we will get to that at some point here in the, in the fall slash winter. Um, this is the uh, end of the road, end of the season. Uh, podcast yeah i had a really good name for it when i was like walking uh, my son to school today and then i totally forgot what the fuck i was gonna call it <laughs> one like, for the road it was it was, it was i think it was yeah maybe yeah the end of the road or something like that it was like a boys to men i think reference probably or something uh, uh, it, it should be loons finally finished something do they did they yeah, we finished a season um i just I'll, I'll say is i i won a lot of money uh on this mls season just fyi congratulations <laughs> yeah i owe someone Speaking at of least just, 10 bucks yeah jess owes me ten dollars so um there is also that so wait wait you guys did a side bet and didn't involve me we were we were doing a pick'em league that Jess basically bailed on about halfway through. Yeah, well, ADHD is a thing. Yeah, thank you, thank you for not involving me in that. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna it. I'm gonna we're gonna start one for the uh, for the playoffs. So if you want to get involved, no, it'll be like a five dollar. No. it's like a five dollar buy-in. I like I, the buy-in. The five dollar buy-in's cool. But I won I won a lot of money betting against Minnesota on uh, <laughs> Saturday night. So you smart son of a gun. Well, the, 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 here's the the funny thing is, it's like I it was a mo- it was an emotional hedge. Like I was like, all right. Because I'm, I'm, I was in the money for this league, and I was like, if I win, I'm going to win a lot of money. If I'm, if I, if if Minnesota loses, if Minnesota wins, I will win less money. But I was still going to win money, and I was like, I'm just going to bet on Minnesota losing, it makes sense. and then me winning a lot more money, which means my kids are going to get a lot better Christmas presents <laughs> because it was a not an insignificant amount of money for me. So, can you put a little into their college fund too? Or uh, you know what? I will. I will. I should, I should do that. I should drop a couple hundred bucks into their, their, each of their colleges funds. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. So. Well, that accrues some um, interest. You know. Um, anyways, we have the the regular crew here. We're at the Black Art of St. Paul. We're in the back room. There's like tri- by ourselves. There was the trivia going on. Ever. We didn't want to. We didn't want to fuck around with the trivia noise, so we decided to go to the back room uh, and record in person because you know it's the last podcast of the season. Twenty twenty three of the of the loon season. We're we'll probably record a couple more. Uh, we're gonna probably take some breaks, some longer breaks in between here. Um, I know we have been pretty good about getting out a, a podcast out every week. Um, that's probably not gonna happen um, for the next several. Weeks. weeks or so as we sort of re reevaluate stuff and, and re- refigure things. Uh, we'll, obviously, if, if the loons hire a coach or they hire a sporting director or they do both, we will definitely get back on the mics and talk about that. Um, but yeah, we're definitely going to be taking a little bit of time off uh, so that we can rest and recover and recuperate. Jess is in the middle of a barrage of job interviews. Yep. Um, I'm trying to fucking potty train a two-year-old uh, with my wife who's doing most of the work. Honestly, let's be fucking fair. Uh, I, my kid's going to have 
another fucking get more tubes put into his ears and oh no, oh, no. it's just a whole yeah it's so yeah so we'll be a little on more spor- hiatus. we'll be a little more sporadic i won't say hiatus we'll be sporadic like i might call you guys and just be like hey let's get together and record a podcast um but it's not gonna be the regular weekly thing that we're doing um at least until probably the you know 2024 the Spring. calendar turns or yeah. whatever so um but we'll try to make sure that we do some stuff especially as news breaks for minnesota united but i mentioned we have jess here jess how are you doing I am so good. I have, yeah, like you said, lots of job interviews going on, which is both good and exhausting and terrifying and exciting. So I'm everything. And you have a a show coming up in a couple weeks, right? Oh, that's right. Yes. Um, On Sunday, November 5th, I will be performing with my burlesque class at the Poor House. Doors are at 5, show is at 6. I will share the ticket link with Zeller, who will share it when we post the pod. Yes. Um, I believe I have it, but yeah, please share it with me I as well. Will. <laughs> uh, we'll make sure we'll try and get some folks out to see some burlesque and see support Jess. Support the tarts. Support, yeah, support, uh, support art. So, And we have MJ here as well. MJ, how you doing, bud? I'm great. I'm also looking forward to going to see Jess dance. This is going to be Whee! fucking incredible. Um, I'm doing well, but I also am looking forward to taking a break from podcasting as I'm busy with about... Ten different things. One of them Bro- being, one of them being broomball. Broomball skiing really like getting me get really hardcore pretty soon here. Yeah, this, yeah. Uh, I, uh, for those that don't know, I I typically manage four to five teams. I'm only managing three this year, so I've taken a step back. And even that, I'm still busy. So, um, and that involves you know making sure you collect money from a bunch of different people, including sponsors. So, yeah, we're that'll be really busy coming up here now. And uh, yeah, but I'm glad to be here. We have l- listeners. We have heard your complaints about every time we record in person at the Blackheart and the Trivia Noise, we are found the best of both worlds. Rather than just Zooming not in person or being in person in the Blackheart, we have now in person in the Blackheart, but in the back room, away from all the Trivia Noise. This is for you listeners. <laughs> one Enjoy it. One final one final treat for, for you all for <laughs> no. putting up with us for fucking seven God damn years. So, wow. all right. Uh, well, let's jump in. Uh, let's talk about the game that was. So this game, um, everything to play for, Minnesota United and Sporting Kansas City. Both teams needed to win, and they also needed some help from other uh, MLS matches. Uh, and Minnesota come out. Uh, Bongi on the bench. Um, I think a lot of people were a little frustrated and concerned about that, to which I responded to a, a, a few of those people. I'm like, the dude just came back from South Africa. Of yeah, course, yeah. he's on the fucking bench, yeah. man. Like, he just came back from South Africa. But uh, the the choice of putting Franco Fragapane in as opposed to um, uh, Tajiri Shradi was interesting. Yeah. And the fact that, you know, ITS... That was Heath-esque. Yeah, ITS Heath-esque. didn't get much run out at, at the end of the year. I know... I know he was fighting injuries and he was you know, re- recovering from injuries and stuff like that. But um, the complete lack of playing time was a little frustrating. And... This game started and ended pretty much exactly how every pessimist, uh, including me, who like bet against this team, uh, mm. expected. With uh, what you say, the Sparks won three to one. They are hosting. They they, so they finished the eighth seed in the in the Western Conference, which means they're hosting uh, a match on Wednesday. Um, if the Loons had won this game, with all the other results happening as they were, the Loons would have hosted 
the uh, wild card match on the 8th. And we'd be talking a preview of a soccer game as opposed a to really post-mortem of uh, the Loons match. Eighth seed, and I believe this is the eighth time we lost at Children's Mercy Park in the regular ninth, season. Ninth time. Okay, they previously lost eight. They previously eight. lost eight times. So, yeah. Uh, I don't know what MJ Anon's going to make out of all that, yeah. but I'm sure there's some numerology there. Crazy eight. So, we talked about uh, so uh, with the goals... 20th minute, Johnny Russell, of course. Uh, Who? By, yeah. A Donnie, what did I say? Daniel Shalloway. Um, literally three minutes later, Remy Walter scores. Uh, again, assisted by Daniel Shalloway. Um, Minnesota makes some changes in the second half, bringing on Ariaga for Grey Goose, who had a terrible, terrible game. I'm not going to lie. Jan Grey Goose did not look good in that game. Uh, and DJ Taylor come on for Zarek Valentin, um, who I didn't think had a terrible game, but I think uh, Sean wanted to get some more offensive or some more people pushing forward um, yeah. on in the back line. Um, and then, of course, Johnny Russell in the 70th minute gets a brace. Uh, and Michael Boxel gets one back uh, in the 82nd minute. But it's, you know. It was like the saddest goal I'd ever seen. <laughs> After he, he was partially at fault for letting Johnny Russell score his second one. Yeah. He, he, so. tries, he tries to make up for it by scoring a goal but himself. it was so sad. Um, and it was it, it was it was a nice ball in on, on the corner, um, and Voxel uh, headed that with authority. It was great, but like a lot of things with this loon season, too little, too late. Yeah. Anything else you want to say about this particular game? Um, any of the specific goals that John, the first Johnny Russell goal was just classic Minnesota. Just their defense is kind of like losing focus. Sean McCauley had a quote about this, and I don't have it in front of me right now, but basically like. We had talked be before the game about he's going to want to dribble in left and use his left foot, so keep him on the outside and make him use his right foot. You know, and I was just like, yeah, that's what you want to do, and we didn't do that. And, and part of me is just like, yeah, so you talked about it. Did you talk about how to do that, how to defend someone and keep them to the outside? Because it just seems like more of the same. I like Johnny Russell's face, but I hated him for... Well, I didn't actually hate him for the first goal. The first goal felt like he had to take that. And, but his second goal, it was just like in, insult to injury. And, I, and did I not call it? Did I not call that Johnny Russell was going to break my goddamn heart? <laughs> Soccer prophetess. Yeah, uh, yeah, that wee Scottish lad. Uh, just... Uh, Fucker. Yeah. I mean, I really, like I said, I, I was telling some people earlier today, I really want us to sign that guy because I fucking hate that guy. But I right. think he would be amazing on our team. It's, it's like the A.J. Pierzynski effect for the Minnesota Twins. Like, you fucking hate that guy until he's on your team. And you're like, oh, I love that guy. And then he leaves your team. And you're like, oh, fuck that guy. I hate that guy. Um, that's how I feel about Johnny Russell. There's several MLS players I feel I feel uh, similar about that, you know, that way too. But Johnny, Johnny fucking Russell is like is one of them that I'm – very much, I'm like, I really fucking hate you, but like, I really want my team to sign you because you're good. You, you, you do, you do the job when the job needs to get done. So, yeah, uh, I don't know if we want to spend. I don't really a ton more time yeah. rehashing. Honestly, after this, they scored their second goal. I, it was, I was using a coping mechanism of like you know denial and avoidance. And just kind of stopped paying attention to the game. I still had it on, 
I still knew we, where we were and that we were losing, but <laughs> I just couldn't. It just was yeah, a lot. Um, but I did get a really great quote from uh, one of the announcers about Pookie at around 11 minutes and 30 seconds. And he said of Pookie, he's just that kind of guy that wants to sniff around that box. Try to find some opportunities to get on the end of things. <laughs> That's, he's describing me in like my college days or, or yeah, what? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like I couldn't even, I, I had to, I kept hitting pause and going back 10 seconds so I could write down the whole fucking thing <laughs> because it was so epic. Like, Wait, you like sniffing around boxes? I, I'm a, you big, like getting on the end of things? I'm a, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a big fan of boxes. Sniffing around them and getting on the end of things. Yeah, yes, yeah, MJ. Yeah. Um, I don't blame you. My, uh, my wife can attest to that. So. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it was a... Uh, I, I will say, like, the cr- so the, the Blackheart was packed, which was awesome. Uh, I mean, I, and I, I was telling this to several people because um, I used to run the Dark Clouds watch parties in the early days, the 2015, 2016... 2017 2018 days when we were shit yeah. uh and then by like by the fourth game like fourth away game of the season we were already we had like zero points and like a negative 18 goal differential <laughs> and trying to get people to come to bars to watch <laughs> minnesota united was like pulling fucking teeth and even especially by the end of those seasons like we would be at you know the nomad and there'd be like f- 10 people there and yep. the nomad was like the place for Minnesota United fans to go to, especially the dark clouds. But everybody was just like so upset and frustrated. Um, it was just nice that we that we had. And, and like I said, the bar, I mean, it wasn't like, you know, um, nuts to butts. It was just like a good regular crowd, more than what the, the drag show had anticipated, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was great to see that. It was just great to see that we have a team um, in spite of all of the frustrations that we've had, in spite of the our manager and things like that, that this team is actually like was we're still competitive. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can argue about how competitive we actually were, but we were competitive till the end till the end of the season, uh, and that you know there was you know um, like a couple hundred people, or not probably a couple like maybe like a hundred hundred people, hundred fifty people at the bar watching a soccer game on a Saturday night in October, and it was like a very gorgeous night too. You could yeah, pretty it much been anywhere else you probably want if you're in minnesota you probably want to be anywhere else outside because it's like one of the last like nice nights you could be outside but people were inside watching a soccer match so um i think that's a that is a good sign for this team and for the way things are going in minnesota in minnesota soccer um we can talk a little bit here in a bit about like what that could mean going forward but um so it was great to see but also like really fucking frustrating this is like oh yeah um we should have been easily in the playoffs like playing for seating against sporting kansas yeah, city not playing for our playoff lives so uh mj is there anything else that you wanted to add from this particular game i'm not surprised with the result i think you made a really good point on you know given our record at children's mercy park we we didn't expect to win this one but it should not have come down to this and the I don't think it all lands on Ray not showing up. There were a lot of other games that we played poorly <laughs> in that we should have won. Four wins, nine draws, nine draws, and four losses at home. Yeah, like that's. I mean, 
whatever. Ray, Ray, like put this team in a hole. Um, and so and fuck him for that. But when he came back, he played as well as he possibly could. Yep. Um, say what you want about Adrian Heath, and I. Everybody knows I've said a lot about Adrian <laughs> Heath, but the fact that this team could not finish games at home is the the entire reason yes. why we're, we were in this position. Um, and honestly, like I, I think you bring that up, some of that back to Heath, I guess you have to, because mm-hmm. and why? some of it lands on the players and on the players too, but, but right. But like ultimately, like what was the difference? And, and I think the other thing that like the, the quiet part that we're, that we're not saying out loud is Dane St. Clair was very erratic this year. Like there was, yeah, there was parts of his season where he was really, really fucking good. good. And, yeah. and, and his shot stopping ability is like the reason why he is good. And then there were parts of the season where he was not good at all. And I mean, you can't, you, I, you, I mean, as a goalkeeper, you can't really put that on the coach or on, on the manager, right? Like that, that the goalkeepers is, is um, having sort of a, a bad run of form, yeah. but like when his, but you can also say like, what was he seeing different shots? And was that because the defense and things like that? So I don't want to like completely absolve Dane St. Clair because he has this weird tendency for like, Every other year, he's kind of shit. And this year, he was kind of shit. So hopefully next year, he's kind of good. Kind of amazing. Yeah. The, there was that one time he got playing time in international break. He actually got played for Canada, and he came back and seemed like he had a lot more confidence and was playing really well. But he was inconsistent. However, I, my counter argument to that Dane St. Clair was sporadic and inconsistent this year is that what was more troublesome was how consistent our defense was bad the the right the the six that are that, that were in front of of dane our back six were not good for <laughs> you know they had showed some really good defense some really good tenacity you know about one game out of four one game out of five and then just disciplinary problems i don't mean yellow cards i mean like failing to be disciplined on defense Failing to yeah. ha- have your head in the game, understand where your nearest attacker is, where the ball is going to, most likely to go, um, and so for me, that uh, would Dane look better in front of a better defense? Probably if th- if they allowed shots that were more shots that he wanted to see and he could save, would his numbers be better? Yes. Yes. If if, if teams are taking shots outside the box, yeah, he's yeah. gonna get it. Yeah. have a better save percentage, right? Yep. Um, so that's my thing. Like, like, but when, know. yeah, when, t- you know, you're, to your, no, exactly. Your, your point is correct. Like when teams are like carving up our defense and getting shots inside the box, they're much more likely to go in and, and in the middle of the box, yeah. right? Like not on the outsides, like, right. like, and so it, we let a lot of balls, dangerous balls in there. And we even talked some of the games that we won, like well, Dallas couldn't hit the broad side of the, you know, Dallas, we should have lost to Dallas, but we, we won or something like that games that we we won it was like they were still getting balls in dangerous areas and they just couldn't finish right right um okay so let's let's move forward a little bit here um i want to so i'm gonna give you guys the off-season calendar so we can kind of like give a a a framework for you know what to expect now and then maybe we could talk a little bit about you know um, or speculate about coaching um, options and hires and things like that. I'm assuming uh, I'm working under a good assumption that the team has, has already been interviewing and talking to folks. Um, I think they would be derelict in their duty if they weren't. So 
I, I feel pretty confident that Sherry Baller is not derelict in her duty. Um, that you know they've identified candidates and things like that. But so here's some key dates for folks to think about. Um, November 22nd is when teams must submit bona fide offers to um, MLS players. Uh, so it's weird. The MLS. Uh, MLS is really frustrating in that like you don't know necessarily always who has options, who doesn't have options, whether it's a team option, a player option, a mutual option, things like that. Um, so, but one of the things that MLS has as part of their, you know, their CBA is that uh, if a team makes a bona fide offer to a player, um, that player is then still con- controlled under teams, teams rights mm-hmm. um, for anything, anybody, any player who's not a free agent going forward and the free agency rules are really weird in MLS and we don't have time to talk about anything. No, stuff. we do not. Um, so that's, that's a, that's an important date in terms of like hiring a manager, hiring a, a sporting director, hiring both of those people, um, which are, you're, we're going to want to talk about. Then just let me get through the dates and then we can, then we, can okay. talk, we can jump back to it. Uh, 12 one that's December 1st. That's the deadline to execute options on, uh, on the players that you have options for. So a lot of players have, team options most of them are team options i don't think there's many player options in mls so december 1st so normally this actually had to happen in the past this had to happen like within like i think five days of your season ending or something like that so the fact that this is not until the first of 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 december for teams that are still or that are not in uh still in mls playoffs is good for the minnesota in terms of their hiring their gm sporting director slash coach can you just again this would be they had a contract for so many years and an option to extend right, right? so that's what you mean by most option. yeah so most players sign contracts that have m- team options on them either it's one two or three um manuel eway is a great example he signed a, a, a contract i think for two years with like two team options so Every year, at the end of the year, um, the team has an option of whether they want to exercise that option in which they must make a bona fide offer to uh, Emmanuel Iwe, or they can let him go into the re-entry draft, mm-hmm. which is another thing that we'll talk about. We will not talk about that In today. a second. Uh, December 11th, that's, that is after MLS Cup. That's when the trade window opens, so you can execute trades. Um, 12-12, the December 12th is when waivers open. Um, that's for players who are on waivers. Uh, twelve thirteen is when free agency opens. That uh, for players who have a- accumulated a certain number of years and are a certain number of years old in MLS, um, they become free agents. And then uh, the other bigger date is uh, the nineteenth of December, and that is the Super Draft, and that is when college players are selected by uh, MLS teams. And then it's kind of a free for all. There are some reentry waivers, things like that, that we're not going to talk about. Um, if certain players' options are not exercised, but they, the team's made bona fide offers on them, they, are, they can go into the re-entry waiver draft. And it's, it's just a, it's weird. Sometimes most teams pass on re-entry drafts and things like that. Um, but it's a very convoluted system. Basically saying that it makes sense to me that this team has someone in charge of the sporting side, whether that is both the manager and the sporting director, um, or at least a sporting director um, who has a, who has an idea about who they want to hire as a manager by December first, because that's when we need to execute the options on a lot of players on our team. I think about half of our players have team options. I think there's about 
four or five that you maybe would definitively execute on. And then there's a lot that kind of depend on who, uh, who is brought in to run this team and what kind of style of play they want to do. Looking at this calendar you print, though, that still that submit bona fide offers by November 22nd, basically there's about three weeks that Minnesota United has if they wanted to get a sporting director before that deadline. That's, that's, but MJ, that's, not as that's a formality. That's, that's okay. basically like you, you just need to submit an offer. Okay. So we, you don't need to actually, that actually doesn't need to even be to the number that they, you eventually agree to, but you need to give them a non, an offer that's not going to like cause them to like, you know, get a stank face. Right. Basically. Okay, so <laughs> or their, their agent to get a stank okay. face. Okay. Well, so, so if you, you so, so, for, so we so have a month. What's Minnesota United has a month. Let's say example, Brent Coleman, I think is one of those players who has uh, has an option, a team option. Yeah, yeah. Um they need to make him an offer um and you can, you know, Brent Coleman didn't play a ton. He's obviously got some um some issues in the past that he's had, right? So I think Brent Coleman, I, I don't have the um oh shit, I do actually have the MLS players. No, uh, no. So basically but, over overall, when ideally do you say like, is it before the December 1st de- uh, deadline to execute options that we would want a sporting director who's I looking think at? My, so, in my ideal world, if I was running uh, the Loons, I, we would have a sporting director in before Thanksgiving. Right. Like, hired before Thanksgiving with the express written consent that you, you are making these decisions. So, for example, Brent Coleman um, made $168,000 last year. Mm-hmm. Um, basically... If he has an option, you need to say, okay, well, we're going to exercise that option and we'll pay you $168,000 or we're going to pay you, you know, we'll give you up to one hundred seventy-five, dollars or we'll, we're only going to give you $100,000, in which case there could be an argument made whether that is a bona fide offer or not, right? Brent Coleman doesn't mm-hmm. have to accept that. It, there's nothing that the player has to do on that side. It's just they need to make the offer right. to make it that they're still part of the, of, of the MLS structure. Um, so, it, yeah, in my ideal world... In my ideal world, we're hiring um, a sporting director um, by you know early November, and we have our head coach identified, um, if not hired, before Thanksgiving. Yeah, because these are a lot of major decisions that you don't want people, other people making those decisions. Yeah. You want people that are going to be in charge of player and personnel yeah. and really hopefully with someone that comes in with plan identity something that that has a vision for yeah. the club and i i mean i assume that like uh manny and amos and sherry are all working together to like identify you know the, the values of players and things like that and sort of you know having an idea but like yes like sherry i mean i as much as i i, I like sherry and i think that she's done a lot of good for this club and, and brought a lot of transparency a lot more transparency than chris wright did um I don't want her to create. I don't want her creating the soccer vision for this club. I no. want a sporting director, yeah. and I think she can be a good balance for that. Saying like, oh, you know, she can talk about the community and things like that. I think that's really fucking important, and we should not um, um, we should not downgrade that at all. But the whoever is coming in to run this club needs to have the vision. It needs to be the person with the vision. And so, so yeah. So I mean, I'm not, I don't know. Like, and again, there there might be interviewing people that are, that are still managing or still coaching mm-hmm. um you know there i'm sure there's assistant managers 
um, coaches on other teams that um, are you know interviewing with Minnesota, but maybe still coaching in the playoffs. So like you can, there's only so much you can do. And I guessing I'm guaranteeing you probably cannot. If someone is you know on LAFC and LAFC makes a run to the finals, we're not going to be able to announce that we've hired an LAFC assistant, assistant coach, coach right. Right, right. until after no. they're done playing soccer, right? Or or St. Louis City or what you know whatever you know insert you know playoff team here. Um, but I really hope that they're able to identify, uh, and I said, my ideal scenario is that they, they bring in a sporting director and a coach at the same time, people who've worked together, who understand each other's vision are able to execute the vision much like FC Cincinnati did with, uh, Pat Noonan. And I'm blanking on the, yeah, I don't the know. sporting director's name. Um, but they cleaned house at, like after their, uh, third season in the in the uh wooden spoon and they just won the fucking supporter shield man so like um i really hope that they are doing something like that where they are identifying a, a, a kind of like the twins did with Derek falvey and thad levine right like sure. they've identified two guys who knew each other they were not working in the same organization at this at that time but they had identified two guys who like worked together had a vision knew what they wanted to do and brought them in together. And that's really what I hope Minnesota is, is looking at. And I've tried to, I've tried to convey that to people, but you know, whatever it's not, I'm not in charge of that shit. It's not my money. So uh, as much as I wish it was, um, it's not my money. Do you guys have any other thoughts on, on the, on the coaching uh, sporting director search? Is there any chance we get geo? Savarisi? Yeah. God, no. I mean, I, it would be great, but I don't. I think that bridge was burnt a long time ago. Okay, but fair enough. <laughs> was it burnt in the NASL? <laughs> I'm not at liberty to talk about that. Okay, let's just let's just put it that way. Oh wow! Give me a little. Give me a little. Uh, we a little, need story time with Zellers yeah, off the pod. Give me a little more drunk uh, off, off the, the record, and yeah. and maybe I can we can have a conversation about that, or maybe yeah, not. Give me a little more high. Let's put it that <laughs> way. Um. Cool. All right. So cool. that's, yeah. So, I mean, we have a lot of things to, to look forward to going forward. Uh, MJ, you have a Once a Loon segment. Yeah. Weirdly. Go ahead. Once a Loon, Mohamed Saeed in the second division Swedish league, the Super Rotten. Uh, he scores his first goal of 2023 to help Trelleborg, uh win away 2 to nothing at Ulgreit. And, you know, uh, if you follow me on Twitter, you'll see that I post the goal. Uh, some other player rips a shot, and he's charging in and is able to put back the rebound. It's a beautiful goal. Is it going to be up for the Puskas Award or anything? Like, no. Um, it's, he put back a rebound. But, like, that he knew where to charge in and could read the ball and, and one-touch it, and it's a great goal. Please, if you like Mohamed Saeed when he was with us, uh, or if you didn't, go watch the goal. <laughs> and the second part comes from my f- former fellow colleague at Soda Soccer, Dominic Jose, uh, Jose Bazonio. Uh, he tweeted out that Ibsen has helped coach Amazonas uh, to win the Serie C title in Brazil. So they pr- get promoted to Serie Bay. The team Amazonas only started in 2019, four years ago. 
And in 2022, they promoted to Serie D. So this is the second season in a row. You know, they promoted from D to C and now from C to B. And, you know, assistant coach Ibsen got to be a part of that. I have it on very, very good authority that there will be a uh, Ibsen uh, wood engraved uh, carving at the Dark Clouds end of year uh, awards and silent auction. Really? So, yeah. Um, Anthony de Sam Lazaro is, is Ooh. You know, he got a he got an engraver uh, like a. A weird, he told me he's like he's like it's like this Chinese Kickstarter engraver thing. So like, I just been engraving stuff, and he like I he showed me some of the different options for the it's Ibsen kind of like um, almost kind of like Brent Coleman, but like with a loon, and and it right. was very yeah. saintly. Uh, and yeah. it's uh, it will be in the silent auction as well as some other um, coasters of uh, former Tifos and things like that, and some cool. old school Minnesota soccer logos. So. Yeah, the Dark Cloud uh, end-of-year party will be happening in early December. I want to say it's the 6th of December, but don't quote me on that. I'll make sure to um, tweet out the actual date. Um, but yeah, that's uh, there will be an Ibsen um, uh, piece available there. I'm just trying to decide if I should uh, if I should auction off my Heath Out 69 jersey. No. I don't really need it anymore. Like, what would I... It served its purpose? You, it served its purpose. It's such a piece now. Like, don't you want to, like, hold on to it? I mean, if I could get Adrian Heath to sign it, I would frame it. But I don't yeah. think he's ever going to do that. I don't, ho- hopefully, I, hopefully I never have to see that tiny little man ever again. Yeah, so. I think it was extradited or yeah. exported. What do they call it? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's uh, with his job. let's just keep going. We're, let's let's make this a, a relatively shorter podcast today. Um, Minneapolis City Minute. I have something here. So, I was uh, propositioned is not the right word, but it's Close. probably the right word by uh, uh, one Matt Van Ben Scotten. Um, Scotten. Scotten. Matt Van Ben Scotten. Um, about a and I, th- I threw this up on the Twitter um, about you know getting blasted in the face by a soccer ball. Oh yeah, I saw that. Uh, and so it sounds like this is a thing that might happen. Um, and whether and I, I threw it out there as like, how much money would you pay to like take a shot at me? And some people were like, oh, I'm not a good shot. And that I was, was like, well, my answer. what about uh, what about you can pay and then you can have pre professionals do that thing. Uh, so. I probably speaking out of class here, but I think this is a thing that might happen uh, amongst a l- much larger thing. Um, so I'm just saying, keep your eyes and your you ears. You may be able to pay peeled. to kick. You yeah. yes, I'm saying I'm saying like there's Kicks. a very real possibility you can pay money and kick a soccer ball at my head from 30 yards away. Like you're not kicking it from like 10 yards away or five yards away. This is like imagine like recreating the Reynoso shot. Um, from the face blast from uh, COVID, the COVID times. Um, I I will probably be wearing a helmet so I don't get concussed, concussed again because I got concussed that time. Um, and I will probably be talking shit at you the entire time as you're taking shots. Will you be in rather than in the Wonder Wall in the stands above the net? Will you be in a net a soccer goal of some sort? No, I think. Well, I mean, I don't know what I don't know. I need to talk to Matt when he gets back from no. uh, his vacation to iron out the details. But I'm guessing. We'll put a net and then like in the Augsburg, you know, the Edor Nelson stands, like maybe put it at midfield and like push me to like where I was 
people taking a shot from where Reynoso took the shot, which is like near the top of the box. This sounds epic. Yes. Yeah. It is. And, it's, and ideally raise a shit ton of money for charity. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's just like a, that's like a, a, a teaser for uh, some future Minneapolis city. I, I mean, I might need to like negotiate uh, a, just a free membership for next year. <laughs> if I'm, if I'm going to let you get, you know, people take shots at me from, uh, from the, from the if, field. If you do manage that negotiation, then I also volunteer to be hit in the face. <laughs> I, I would love to see Hakeem Morgan <laughs> try to hit you from 30 yards out. Um, that, that sounds like, it, like very entertaining. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know what? I would love to see Matt Van Rensgoten try to hit you from 30 yards Here's out. the thing. I think there's a lot of people in, in the Twin Cities that would like to take a shot at me. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, this is your chance. This is an opportunity yeah. to take a shot at me, uh, hopefully raising money for Minneapolis City. Maybe we can partner with another charity, so split the proceeds or whatever. Um, yeah, I can see this as a, as a pretty good moneymaker. So if you have any thoughts or ideas about... Uh, or other people you want to hit in the face. Yeah. I mean, I think... <laughs> The idea is that it's iconically me. Now, yeah, here's I, the other thing. I want. I think I need to argue. I need so. I, so I definitely need to um, uh, advocate for myself here, and that I want. Um, maybe I don't know. Maybe a lifetime membership to Minneapolis City. If I'm a, people are going to shoot soccer balls at my head, but more importantly, I want uh, Jerry Rafferty's Baker Street playing on a loop the sure. entire time. Yeah, sure. The entire time as I taunt these people. Uh, but it, it, it'll make it harder for sound engineers to put in the the timing of Baker Street at the right moment if they ah, if they end up there's a lot up. of saxophone in that thing man it's it, it really <laughs> it is there is like the perfect uh, like when what Ash did for me when when I when I had her uh, had them create that and, and put, they timed it perfectly they timed it perfectly it was and because I because I specifically asked them to loop it that way um, so yeah it might be a little harder but yeah I think we can just loop Jerry Rafferty's ba- Baker Street over over and over again so anyways um, buy that means buy your Minneapolis City membership now now uh, before you know before the end of the year it's the cheapest it's gonna be and you potentially could you know get an opportunity to kick a soccer ball on my head so and who isn't dying for that uh, literally nobody no one. so all right, MJ, Gophers. Gophers ended their season, right? Correct. Gopher Soccer Gala. This is the – they went on, a, on the road. They lost at Northwestern, but end the season at Purdue with a 1-3 victory. In the 35th minute, Krista Van Loon on a nice diagonal ball and dribble from Megan Nemec scores. And then in the 50th minute, Kaya Harper scores unassisted. But it was another nice dribble and pass from Megan Nemec. And – the brilliant thing about the dribble, the dribble is one of those that went along the, the end line or the goal line, kind of horizontally, and then she passes up to Kai Harper. And then Kai Harper kind of mistouches the, the ball back towards Megan Nemec. Megan Nemec is now out of bounds. And by the time she gets back inbounds, she realizes I'm offside. Mm-hmm. So she communicates with Kaya Harper or whatever. Kaya Harper runs onto her own mistouched ball. So then she touches it and then pulls it back, gets it back into a better shooting angle and just releases a fabulous shot. So Gophers are now up 2-0. Uh, unfortunately, towards the end of the game, there was a Purdue free kick. Lauren Omholt or possibly another Boilermaker, couldn't tell for sure, and Abby Franzen were pushing back and forth. Omholt pushes Franzen in the back. Franzen throws her arm to kind of like shoo her away. I do not think this was intentional, but an elbow or hand ended up hitting the Boilermaker's face. Not in the face. 
And so then the ref deems that a harsh foul red card. Abby Franson has to leave the game. Plus, it's a foul in a box, so that means it's a penalty. Uh, their best player, uh, Boilermaker uh, Emily Matthews, nails the penalty. And now the Gophers are only leading by one goal. But four minutes later, off of a Sophia Bowman throw-in, Kaya Harper makes another great dribble and passes this to Sophia Romine. She scores her sixth goal of the year, and the Gophers win 3-1. Woo! Ending the season on a win. So uh, they aren't going to the go- the Big Ten tournament, which is sad for all the last year students. Uh, between the red-shirted freshmen and those that have the extra COVID year and what else not, I'm not going to say seniors, but those that are in their last year with the Gophers, it's sad that they don't get to play any more games after this. But right. in, if you're looking at Aaron Chastain's second year and what she's building, I think you can be pretty optimistic about the direction she's taking the team also there's going to be a lot of new i think younger players next year we we have a a fairly uh veteran heavy squad again with who has a covid year and who has extra years i don't know how many players we're losing but like it seems like there's gonna be a lot of players that just played their last game with the gophers oh yeah it's always it's always tough era yeah, for the end, yeah, end of your collegiate career or whatever, if you can't keep going and keep trying to win. So, uh, well, good on them. Like I said, I, that, I went to the Wisconsin game. It sucked that they lost, but uh, it, it was fun. I highly encourage folks to get um, next year, get a Minnesota uh, Golden Gopher so- uh, soccer season ticket. It's cheap, super fun, super cheap. Yeah. Um, In a, a really great level. Thursdays, Sundays, um, you know, at six o'clock, you're generally home by like eight 30. If you, you know, depending on where you are in the city. So, um, on Thursdays and then what the game typically are like one or three on, on Sundays. Right. Correct. So 1 yeah, PM on it's Sunday. a, you know, pretty, pretty easy thing to do. So, uh, all right. Any Aurora news? I mean, I, other than I know there were some players, Aurora players, uh, that were playing in the champions league qualifiers. Um, for um, uh, uh, Spartak Subotica. Yep. I can't remember. who. There's two little Aurora players on that team. Kenzie Langdock. Yeah, Langdock and, and, and is it Ostrom? Uh, Not Ostrom. Abby. The Abby Ostrom? Yeah. Yeah. Yep, correct. They ended up losing 5-1 to one to uh, FC Rosengard from uh, Norway. Um, Rosengard's seven, really good. 7-2 on aggregate. So they are, they were knocked out of the Champions League. Um, but they're still be they're still in their uh, obviously in their um, uh, domestic league. So yeah, there's like, and then uh, Tiana Harris actually. I was talking to Mark Pravatsky at the bar the other day. She's in FIFA in the new FIFA game or yeah, yeah. E, uh, EAFC 24. Right, right, right. Um, <laughs> apparently, she looks like a white woman because they don't have a ton of. They're ju- they're just starting adding women to the to the game. Oh, so they, oh no, they have not quite figured out how to uh, how to figure that out. But you can play as Tiana Harris. In uh, the FIFA game, the EAFC 24. I don't I haven't played a video game in like 20 years. Yeah, me either. 25 years maybe. Um, but you can play as a as a Minnesota Aurora player in a um, worldwide soccer game, which is really Crazy. fucking cool. That's amazing. Really fucking cool. That's super awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm No, it <laughs> won't. <laughs> you, you wanted to add something else, but I was just like, I was leaving it there for you. <laughs> She scored a goal too. In, yeah, in, in, in you know in the uh, Fra- France first division. So 
Yeah. You know, like as a defender, just fucking yeah, yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's really cool seeing how many Aurora players have gone pro and just proof that you don't have to get to Europe by playing in the NWSL the, or the USL Super League. The USLW League is a good level of competition to get playing time, build your confidence, and get the eye of scouts, you know? Yeah. Okay. Um, do we want to talk Merseyside Derby, MJ? No. Well, the women's one? Because the women's <laughs> one I'll talk about. Uh, no, I'll talk about the men's one. I mean, yeah, I'll talk no. about the women's one, too. Um, no, like, like, like uh, I don't want... First of all, I didn't watch it because I don't wake up that early. Coward. Yeah, I don't wake up that early. Fucking coward. Even for the, even so for the derby. Can, I, can the, I tell you something, MJ? So I, at, I decided stupidly uh, on Friday afternoon, I was like, I want to go see Killers of the Flower Moon, yeah. the new Mars okay. Scorsese flick. So yeah, I yeah. went... So I went. I bought a ticket at the Rosedale uh, Theater. I bought a ticket for the ten thirty show, uh, not realizing that, you know, without with the all the um, stupid ass previews and stuff beforehand, which I don't go to. It's a three and a half hour movie, right? Sure. So this I, is Martin Scorsese's I latest. I get out. So I, I'm, I've, I've gotten really good. I know exactly how, how, like when I should show up to an AMC theater. I walk in right as Nicole Kidman is doing her little bit. Yep. And then I yeah. walk in and, and watch Love the it. rest of the movie. So I miss all the previews. Um, but it's still a three-hour three and, like, ten-minute movie. And you um, had to wake up the next morning? I get out of that theater at a little after three. I get oh. home. I don't think I fell asleep till probably, like, four. Um, right. I, and I had timed my uh, weed intake so much that I had – and I accidentally – Wait, didn't you say that the movie was at 10.30? 10.30. Yes. And you got out of the theater at 3 a.m.? Yes. Because okay. the movie didn't actually – that's when it started at, in, in AMC, but that was like what the previous. Like, it didn't start till 11. 11. So, yeah, actually, it was closer to 4 hours. Yeah. Uh, okay, okay. Anyways, I get home at like 3.15 because I'm very close to the theater, um, and I am still high because I had taken <laughs> – Jess, you'll appreciate this. I will. I uh, I had some so I had a I had a gummy that I had took at ten thirty. I was like, all right, I'm gonna take this gummy at ten thirty. I'm not getting into the theater till eleven. By like eleven thirty, this will have kicked in. I'll be good. And then I was like, and then I brought some um, these tablets that you can like drop into your drink hmm. to uh, make it. And so I was like, I bought a cherry. I could cherry. I literally just bought a cherry soda at the at the theater. Um, drop that in. Um, I forgot. I thought I only had one in there. Oh. I had three in there. Yeah. And and I had some residue. Do you remember the movie? I, I no, it was I remember it great. It was a great fucking movie. Go good. see this movie. Good. Okay. It's I'm so fine. good. Um I mean it's it's a terrible fucking story, but it's so goddamn good. Um but I think I probably consumed about so I, I dropped that in my soda. I was like have the I have the gummy kicked in, uh, drink the soda throughout the the movie. Uh, I think I had probably about twenty five milligrams, yeah. yeah, of of weed over the course of about four hours. I woke up so I and I set my alarms before I left because I like knew I was probably not gonna do that if I I just right, sleep through right. the game. Exactly. And Wes was kind enough to open the black heart for the game, and I was like, I can't, I cannot miss it. I need to be there because he's opening up basically for me. But there was like twelve people there. There was a lot of people, so I, I could have probably missed it. Anyways, I woke up, 
and I get to the, I get here, right? I like rode my bike over here, get here. And I'm like, I'm still really fucking high. <laughs> Cause like, I slept for like two and a half hours. My fucking kid woke up at five forty five, Right. And, uh, and he was like, just, you know, yelling at me to like get up. And I'm like, I'm just, I didn't go up. I didn't even go upstairs to lay like in my bed. I was like, I'm not going to bother Anna. I brought all my clothes. I brought my Liverpool clothes down. I brought <laughs> change of clothes, underwear, what a good pants. guy. I was like, I'm not going to bother Anna. Fucking 545, Ragnar's up, like, yelling at me, like, get up, get up. I'm like, oh, Yeah, buddy. it's derby day. Uh, no, and it's like, no, I'm not bringing up. Yeah. Anyways, um, <laughs> Saturday was rough. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I had it was, and really and it, it, was, it was Ragnar's last day of soccer. We were potty training Clara over the weekend as well. So, like, I'm, like I... I don't know why I like made my like life the most difficult I possibly could all weekend, mm-hmm. but I did. I made my wow. life the most difficult because I, I like I had two hours of sleep. Yeah, came home, had to take regular to soccer. Brought it like, luckily was like, it his, worth his, it? My in laws, his grandparents took him, and and I was like I was able to come back. But then I had to like go play futsal. I mean, I had to go play futsal, play that for a couple hours. Come here, watch St. Pauli. Go back home, like not. Like Soccer's I, a rough gig. It's I a just fell. I fell asleep for like an hour and a half. But I was like, I didn't feel like I. That wasn't. I didn't. That's make, not near. And then I had to come back here to watch the goddamn fucking Minnesota United. L- it listen, was a weekend, man. And I then I. Want, and then I had Sunday. I woke up Sunday. Ragnar was going to a fucking birthday party in like fucking Hastings, uh, at a fucking uh, pumpkin patch thing, and I. So I was like, I was like, I'll stay home and, and potty train Clara, and so or help keep her going, and like you know she was having a good time and whatever. But it's just like I. I like decided to ratchet up the difficulty of <laughs> yeah. my life, so you could extra like, relax tenfold by the decisions I made Friday nights. I'm like, God damn it, David! Like, don't. Why are you doing this to yourself? Don't do this. See, but th- this is great because you know, five years ago, you would not have realized that your decision making made your Saturday and Sunday more difficult. You would have said, "Well, this sucks." And 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 my my I'm so unlucky. Why like wh- why did this? Have, but you are now owning your decisions. This is oh, progress. One hundred percent. No, I mean not even yeah, not even five years ago. Like I yeah, probably like well yeah, maybe five years ago before Ragnar was born. I've been like oh, consequences, <laughs> actions, <laughs> what re- reaping what I sow. What the fuck? Ah. Um, no, I, yeah. So I just I just but I was like you know I also thought about it. I was like. Sometimes you got to live hard. Being a parent is about just ratcheting up your difficulty. Like yeah. just, you know what? I've done it. I've, I've potty trained. Let's make it Let's a it. little fucking harder. Yeah. Let's, yeah. <laughs> Let's turn it up to 11, you know? So 11 always. All right. All right, guys. Uh, this has been almost an hour. So, um, anything You're else? sick of us now. No, no, I'm not. I've, no, I, not I, him. Not, oh. not, Anyway. No, I love you guys. I love you guys. <laughs> uh, they are. Soccer is a gateway to gummies, everyone. Yeah. Just, please, parents, don't don't let your kids play soccer. Don't. Gateway to gummies. Yes. Uh, let them play soccer. Um, eat, gu- eat more don't gummies. Don't let them cry over oh, soccer. Oh, buddy. Have you, have you guys seen the, the show Stillwater on Apple TV Plus? Is it good? Oh, it's so good. Okay. And I get... Premise? I, What's the premise? It's, so it's a, a, it's a cartoon. Mm-hmm. It's like two... It's like... 30 minute episodes like 15 oh. minutes each uh this there's this p- big ass panda called stillwater <laughs> and he tells like stories um and there's like three kids who live next door to him they get into sh- the shenanigans <laughs> and then he tells a story to sort of uh like give them life lessons and shit um 
I am not going to lie. And I, my wife will listen to this podcast probably tomorrow. Um, I sometimes get high and just watch episodes of Stillwater and then I have to like rewind to like go back to where Ragnar was watching them because Ragnar <laughs> loves it. But like just get high and watch Stillwater. Like the, the, the panda, um, big ass panda is fucking amazing. And so. Is this going to help me fall asleep? Is this a good sleep routine? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's very, it's super calm. Um, it's these kids that get they get into trouble or they're like they don't even get in trouble. They just like, have the dick. There's like no no no. There's like there's like kids and, they, and like they like one of the episodes is like oh they they uh, sp- like do a spinny helicopter thing. It lands in a tree. Kid climbs a tree. Um, the tree branch breaks and the and Stillwater's like oh let's let's be a tree doctor and mend the tree and like and, and he tells a story about fixing. And it's like holy fuck. Like I, I mean I watch it without being high. And I'm like I'm kind of high right now. <laughs> <laughs> And so, I recommend that still as water. general Stillwater on Apple TV for Plus for your relaxation. So, yeah, if you have, if, if for you your have, mental health, if you have the MO season pass and you have Apple TV Plus, uh, you can probably watch the show. So, all right, let's end there. We'll be back. Uh, I'm not sure when. It'll be so spree. Yeah, we'll be back when we have more news. Um, maybe do a uh, if we don't get any MOS uh, or Minnesota United coaching news. Maybe we'll jump back in like mid playoffs and talk about playoffs and stuff like that. But Only we'll be we back eventually. I, I, me and MJ talked to our friend Brian, um, who's writing a book about Minnesota soccer history. We'd love, we're going to hopefully have him on the podcast sometime uh, during the winter as well. Um, I think it's time to get uh, Bruce McGuire back on the podcast to talk music. Yeah. Um, we did that during the, the pandemic. Pravatsky Brothers. Pravatsky Brothers for talking soccer and, and women's soccer. Uh, and well, the work they're doing equal time. I think we have some things lined up. It will, we won't be as regular as we normally are, unfortunately, but I think we have some s- cool stuff that I think could be lined up as well. And be honest, so. you listeners were getting kind of codependent anyway. <laughs> I don't want to say that specifically, <laughs> I'm just kidding. but kind of maybe a little bit. Uh, so please, yeah, rate and review the podcast wherever you get it. You can always follow us uh, at TDIKMN on the on the Twitter machines. Uh, I'm at Texas Zeller on both Twitter and Blue Sky. I'm, I think I have a Blue Sky code for uh, uh, our main podcast account, so I'll need to figure that out. Um, you can follow MJ at MJ Matsui. Jessica is at Jessica144083. Niner. Niner2. We've been the Daves you know. This, this is the Daves. I know. Long as you do yours, land here become feet, con. Yeah, uh, we, we do yeah. our thing, son. Do the act, we attract two, hope to reach one. Uh, we, yeah. we, we do our thing, do it. Do it. We do our thing, son. Some will paint a piece, some will spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be done. We, we, we do our thing, son.